0: Hey man, how's it going everybody? Uh, This is a new episode which I haven't done in a long time. It's called Let My People Go. By the way, you're listening to my Christian walk, a Christian podcast. Let me tell you something, sometimes, you know, the world sucks you up and it makes you act like, in my feeling, you're not a believer, but. And this is not what today's segment is about. I'm just prefacing it with this. But to feel something is not necessarily the um, accurate barometer of what is true and what's not true. In other words, I can feel something because of what I'm doing. That does not mean that I am not what I am professed to believe I am. So uh, if I'm a Christian because I believe in Jesus Christ, as I exist in this world dominated by Satan, the ruler of the air, filled with all kinds of spiritual temptations. It's easy to behave in a way that makes you feel like you're not, quote, a Christian, a believer, but at the end of the day, you come back home. And that's the difference between a believer and a non-believer. A non-believer goes through what I just described and just keeps getting farther and farther off the reservation because they don't know the truth. And so therefore... They don't really feel um, Christ. Um, If you're not a believer, it's just you don't have the spirit, the Holy Spirit within you. You don't have the relationship with Jesus. You don't have the familiar closeness to what is Christ versus if you don't know Christ, then you don't really have, you know, you might have shades of things within you that make you feel, quote, guilty, or make you feel like you should be doing more, or that you should, there has to be something else, you know, all these things stem from the qualities that we have as creations of, of God. God makes us in his own image, created us in his image, so we all have kind of uh, remnants of God within us, but to truly be connected to God is through Jesus Christ. Anyways, I wanted to start with that, because that's just been my struggle of late. It's actually my struggle my whole life. But what I want to talk about today is Let My People Go. So I started reading this Kindle book uh, about the angel of the Lord. And I can't remember the author's name. It's very fascinating. But the author is pretty much pinpoint the angel of the Lord, as mentioned throughout the Old Testament, and uh, also I believe in the New Testament. And that kind of led me to read the book of Exodus, which I just started reading this morning. And I was caught with this. Um, oddly enough, line from a movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off where the friend of Ferris's says something like let my people go <clears throat> and to me that is reminiscent of what Moses said to Pharaoh when the Egyptians had imprisoned the Israelites uh, that were used as a labor force as slaves in Egypt and uh, I started reading about um, that experience of when Moses became uh, a a prophet—well, not really a prophet—he he was more than a prophet. Basically, let me just give you a little tidbit of the of this introduction of Exodus. So, Moses in in Egypt, rather, the Pharaoh had mandated that because the Israelites were were multiplying in number, he was afraid that the Male Israelites would eventually be so numerous that they would overrun Egypt because they were again becoming so numerous because of, of, of the women who were giving birth to all these slaves, male slaves, and so he he mandated that that the Israel Israel women, the Hebrew women, would. If they gave birth to a a female, the female would live. But if it was a male, the male was to be killed. And the Hebrew women had a big problem with that. And so they refused. And during that time, Moses was born. And so because the mother did not want him to be murdered, she hid him in the Nile River. And then uh, Pharaoh's daughter kind of adopted him and he became an Egyptian, um, even though he was a Hebrew. And so Moses then has an encounter, and, and this there's a reason I'm giving you this history. Moses has an encounter with God where God, through the angel of the Lord in a burning bush, tells him that he has remembered, this is God saying this, remembered his covenant with his people, Israel and that he has heard their groans and cries, and he's going to take them out of Egypt. And Moses is blown away, and because God's saying, yo, you're going to be the one that's going to go to Pharaoh and demand that he release the Israelites, the Hebrews, as slaves, and they will then be able to go um, back to the country that I have created for them, not as slaves in Egypt. And Moses just doesn't want to do it. Moses is like, I can't do it. I don't speak very well. Why don't you pick Aaron? And God is telling him essentially, no, I've picked you. You're going to do it. And, And I will give you everything you need, including the ability to do Magic, perform miracles. Like God said, throw the staff on the ground and the staff will become a snake and then put your hand inside your cloak and then when you bring it out, it will be leprous, leprosy and ridden and then put it back in and it will be healed. And so Moses is just tripping out. Moses is like, I don't want to do this. I, I don't even speak well, you know? And so he does go back. He listens to God, thankfully. And, and, and what's interesting, everybody, as I'm telling this to you for today's segment, is that God is saying, I am God. I am God. I am who I am. I am the God. And Moses is subservient to God and goes to Egypt and tells Pharaoh. And Pharaoh essentially says, hey, man, why am I going to do this? I'm not going to do this for your God. You know, Egyptians had believe numerous gods. I don't know the exact name of their spiritual system. But they had numerous gods, and Ramsey was, or, uh, I, don't, I don't even know if it was Ramsey, Pharaoh at the time, might have been Ramses. I think it is, because I remember the movie, The Ten Commandments, uh, was not swayed to let the people go. And so as a matter of fact, what's interesting is, is in the book of Exodus, it's said that God hardened his heart. So god it's almost like God's setting up Ramses to fail so that he can you know, let his people suffer more. It just blows me away. I I was bothered by that. And then I started thinking, you know what? This is the reason I I did this segment today. You know what? God already knew that it was going to take X number of whatever time for this Pharaoh to come to his breaking point. And in knowing this, God sees the whole picture. Now, the reason I call this segment today, Let My People Go, is because in the midst of this, in real time, the, the Israelites, the Hebrews, if you will, are, are pissed because Pharaoh says, these people are lazy, these slaves are lazy. Do not, he tells his, his, his uh, slave owners, the people that are overseeing all the labor that's going on, don't give them any more straw. Don't change the quota, but make them go get their own straw as they're making brick and mortar. And and if they don't, then beat them, you know, keep the harsh conditions even more rigorous, but deprive them of the straw. And I'm thinking it's so reminiscent and analogous to, not reminiscent, excuse me, it's so analogous to our walk as Christians, as I started at the beginning of this, saying that when you don't have Christ, you know, you're just kind of doing life and, and just there's no conduit to any security, real security. I mean, you can try to find security in things, but God was in control and God knew that these these workers, these people of his, were going to suffer And it even says in there that they suffered. You know, they were beaten, they were mistreated. And so we suffer, and we are beaten down, and we are mistreated. And like the Hebrews in Egypt, the Israelites, we don't want to go through that. We don't want that. We want it to go our way, not God's way, our way. And so I think this is... A very good example to look at. Let my people go. God knew the whole uh, list of events that were going to need to happen before Pharaoh came to his breaking point. And God was in control. And all he was essentially saying, and he says it to us, is trust me. Trust me. I've got it. You just need to believe and follow what I say. All right, everybody? So just remember that. And if you're not a Christian, I want you to do something for me. I want you to ask yourself, go to the eternal question. Was Jesus who he said he was? And just like the Israelites, if God put Moses in place to free his people... Because he sees everything. Then why is it so far-fetched to believe that God put Jesus for his people, his creation? You gotta remember something. We're all creations of God. We are all created by God. Of course, through natural uh, ways. Uh, we have our human mothers and fathers and reproduction etc., but our true Father is God, and He would not have any of us live a life in separation from Him. He's calling us, and the opportunity is there. I don't care what you're going through, to have Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And just again, like in Egypt, where God had laid down what was needing to happen to Pharaoh to break his heart and heart, God knows that if you're off the reservation and not even in the stratosphere of being open to needing a Savior. God has, again, your breaking point there in mind. And when you come to that, uh, submit. Submit as Pharaoh submitted to God and let the Israelites go. Submit to God. Give your life over to Jesus. And no matter what, if you just singularly focus on that, You will be a changed person. All right, everybody. Have a great Sunday. Go Boston. Peace.